Warning. Anime Out of Context contains spoilers, explicit language, and general tomfoolery. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic, and you should not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And when Lord Polonius asks, who are you with, my lord, I respond, weebs, weebs, weebs. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. You gotta laugh out of me on that one, Remington. You gotta get some, <laughs> uh, some Shakespearean sometimes. You know I'm a sucker for the bard. But Remington, how are you feeling since last week? We had a bit of a dramatic uh, feud in the second half of last week episode i'm feeling okay i'm here which is always a bad sign oh but <laughs> remington don't you have a fondness in your heart for when we have a recording session you know i think some people who listen they think you know remington he he acts like a curmudgeon but i think deep down he enjoys himself oh how wrong they are <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, the idea of Remington curling up at home after a long day's work, sitting down, pulling up a Dokimakura and oh, watching Jesus some anime is just a dark future that you would prefer not to envision. Yeah, there's some conspiracy theorists out there that think that's the reality and that that's just not a world I want to live in. <laughs> <laughs> So much so that people seem to think that you're a character for this podcast. Which I love. I, I will totally take it if they think that, holy cow, this guy is so over the top and wrong. He can't be real. I have bad news. <laughs> <laughs> you can take it as me, who's been his friend for well over seven years now. He, this is just who he is. <laughs> you can say what you want about me, but I am sincere. <laughs> He has never lied to you about any points. He's just a bit, well, he's just a bit of a dick. <laughs> yeah, you can think I'm misguided, but I'm always honest. I believe the term is, we want you to find our ignorance charming. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the accurate description of what this show is. So let's uh, jump right into that ignorance. What the fuck are we doing today? Well, Remington, last week we did a relatively recent anime that was very popular. So now we're going to go 50 years in the past, and we're going to do a shonen from the 80s that I'm going to hate. Is that it, Sean? Uh, not today, no. I do have some lined up, but not, not oh, today. Oh, thank God. I mean, we, recently we did a really old anime, that being Fruits Basket, which I suppose early 2000s counts as really old now. Decades. Yeah, nearly two decades. Oh, God. What's become of me, Remington? That's a good question. Existential crises aside, I figured that we would do another uh, relatively recent anime. Uh, specifically because last week, it's very highly regarded, highly reviewed. People think it is both uh, artistically and directorially reviewed to the extreme and is very high quality. And you had a lot of problems with it. I had a lot of good things to say, though. Not as much as the bad things, though. I mean, fair? 
And so today I thought I'd do one that do a show that has a bit of controversy around it. Ah, uh, shit. What? Controversy means that it'll be some sister fucking bullshit. Not necessarily, Remington. I mean, not necessarily, just more commonly. Yeah, that is true. Usually when we talk about controversy, there is some kind of sister fucking involved. Or there's a 13-year-old sexy romance that makes me uncomfortable. Or people are trying to bang their teacher. For some reason, the controversy is never the racism, though. Oh, that has popped up before. That's <laughs> never, that has not been the controversy yet. Hey, now, it's casual racism. It's oh, fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's much less controversial for some reason. Uh, in fairness, though, racism in anime hasn't popped up as much as it has in the past, but that could be said the same about most media. It's actually most American media that deals with race as a subject, whether it's for comedic or dramatic value. But race aside, why is this one controversial? Well, because from the outset, people were uh, displayed the premise of this show, because I don't know if you know this, but before an anime season officially starts, uh, and the Seasons are divided by the uh, na- seasons of nature, you know, spring, summer, fall, winter. Yep. Uh, before a new season starts, there's usually a synopsis or a teaser trailer or a general idea of what's coming out. You'll be like, oh, this is the show that's coming out at the end of April, and we want to see if you're looking forward to it. You know, a preview that can get somebody hyped for a show and make them wonder exactly what kind of show they're getting into, what kind of season they can expect, what they can plan to watch before things get started. And right from the outset, people looked at this show and thought to themselves, well, that's going to be a steaming dumpster fire of garbage. Oh, okay. And quite frankly, it lived up to that expectation. Oh, that sounds less controversial, more bad. Here's the controversy though, Remington. People expecting to hate it actually really enjoy it. Oh shit, it's Remington proof. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to take something that changed people's minds and being like people who wanted to hate it liked it so Remington he's obviously gonna want to hate it and he's gonna like it is that your master plan actually no oh okay honestly Remington I think this might have a citrus effect on you oh okay so we talked about it briefly last time so do you mean that I will think that some of its elements are very impressive but ultimately it will be too critically flawed for me to enjoy very possibly or maybe it'll be an inverse of what citrus did for you it might be more like a cocktail Yasama for you. Okay. But at the same time, right after this show came out, first episode dropped, hundreds of millions of people watched it just to see how much of a dumpster fire it would be. They watch it, and they sat down, and they said to themselves, huh, that was horrible, but I can't look away for some reason. (laughs) Is this just Forest Fairy 5-2? I would love it. (laughs) I'd be so happy. The hilarious thing is, Remington, from what I can tell, nobody really knows much about Forest Fairy 5. Which is a travesty. If you have not watched Forest Fairy 5, then go seek it out, watch it. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not even when it first aired, people weren't interested in watching it. I had to search and scour for any information on it just because... Well, there's not much information to be said, as well as the fact that I was looking for something that was just specifically poorly rated and bad, (laughs) which that was the point of that episode, if you recall. But again, yeah, not many people knew about it. But no, this is a different kind of hard to look away from because the production value is incredibly high. Uh, The like the effort put into it was 
way more than I was expecting, and the popularity of it has just soared since its first release. That, and because it's pretty memeable in a lot of ways. Okay, that makes me concerned. Yeah, like... I, for one, am not a big fan of this show, Remington, and I don't think you will be either, but you might be able to find some merits. Or it just might be, like, a junk food show, which is what I think most people seem to uh, treat it as. Well, I am not, at my core, against junk food shows. I tend not to love them as much, though I have said that I can enjoy them. Yes, and uh, uh, before I forget, I will say, this was actually uh, recommended to us by a couple people. Uh, five, to be exact. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know, right? Because uh, people want to talk about this show because it's a recent thing and it has some controversy around it, as well as the fact that people keep watching it even though they are not entirely certain why. Okay. So, thanks, Jerry, Matthias, Henry, Jackson, and Kate. We really appreciate it, and if you guys want to recommend stuff to us, you can as well. But this show, Remington, is interesting. Oh god, you're using that word again. Uh, it's the only word I can use because of the controversy surrounding it. On paper, it looks like trash. In actuality, it's burning trash. I'm so confused at what to expect right now? What What is it? What is the world? What is the story? What are the characters? What's going on? Allow me to read you some of the uh, synopsis. All right, let's hear it. Because, oof. Okay. Oh, no, that's the actual manga. I do not want to read the manga right now. <laughs> Live manga readings with Sean. It sounds even worse than watching the anime. It, it... <laughs> oh, God, it'd be a radio play of me just talking to myself. <laughs> And I don't think anybody would like that. And I would be doing the faces, but nobody would see it because it's a podcast. It's all the awful of anime with none of the fun visuals or voice acting. Uh, and I will uh, say that this anime is currently rated a 7.23. So it definitely has a lot of people who absolutely despise it on premise alone. Uh, but even more people are still watching it because it's a thing to watch, I guess. I'm so curious and frightened. Well, this is going to be part of where the controversy comes from. Ah, uh, shit. Natsuo Fuji is in love with his teacher, Hina. God damn it! Of course! Of course! Yep, you can see why this already seems to be a bit of a, uh, a controversy, as it were. I've mentioned before, I feel very uncomfortable with these types of premise. Uh, you and me both, buddy. What do you think I do on this podcast is teach you. Oof. Imagine if we had a relationship. Ugh. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, in an, but he realizes that this is kind of a wrong thing. Good. And attempting- And that's it. <laughs> that's he, the show. He just realizes it's a bad idea. Hi, I'm Natsuo Fuji. I love my teacher. Wait a minute, that's a problem. The and end. then he just lives his life. <laughs> it's, it's a slice of life, but just in real time, and it's just a single day. It's great. <laughs> this is the new season of 24. <laughs> Is that a dated reference? Is 24 still a yeah, thing? Yeah, no. It is so dated, but that's okay. Oh, damn. One of these days, I will have a hip and popular reference that's not anime related. We'll see. Uh, but at any rate, and in attempting to forget his feelings towards her, Natsuo goes to a mixer. Do you know what a mixer is, Remington? I mean, it's just a party with boys and girls. Yeah, yeah. But we don't really have them as frequently in the States as, like, the goal is to meet other people and then spend time with them and hopefully, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's from, it, it was popular 
were in like 40 to 50 years ago. Stateside. In Japan, it's still very much a thing. Sure. Yeah, don't give me that look. It, it, it is very much the, a thing. Or at the very least, it's very much a thing in anime. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> Is there even a difference between anime and Japanese culture? Not if you're from the West. It's identical from this perspective. Thanks, Andrew Jackson. <laughs> Uh, that's my history joke for the day. Um, in an attempt to forget his feelings towards her, Natsuo goes to a mixer with his classmates where he meets a rather odd girl named Rui Tachibana. In a strange turn of events, which this is very strange for anime and you'll understand why in just a second, Rui asks Natsuo to sneak out with her and do her a favor. And she is the daughter of the teacher or is also in love with a teacher or a different teacher or something like that. No, that's too complicated, Remington. Oh, fuck. To his surprise, their destination is Rui's house, and her request for him is to have sex with her. Oh, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that happens. Does it? I mean, not like that, but in in the abstract. Have I been going to the wrong parties? I mean, it is a mixer. <laughs> Granted, I haven't been going to many parties, but that's besides the point. You, you go to a party, you meet someone, you're like, hey, wanna bang? That is a thing that occurs. Does it? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Anime has not prepared me for this, Remington. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, my issues aside... <laughs> Uh, and there's no love behind the act. She just wants to learn fr uh, from the experience. They just want to do it and get it over with, out of the way. I unironically think that is acceptable. Uh, yeah, actually. That's an oddly mature way to handle things. Like, don't get me wrong. I think that love, uh, that I think that sex can be a very intimate, romantic act full of emotions. I also think it can just be an activity stripped of all that. And it's up to you to decide how much emotion and romance and intimacy to imbue within it. I feel attacked. <laughs> uh, and uh, thinking that it might help him forget about um, his teacher, Natsuo agrees hesitantly. All right, not, now it's delved into not a great idea. Yeah, using it as an excuse. Yeah, using it to like learn, perfectly fine reason, reason. Using it to get over your weird crush with your teacher, that can start to create some issues and some problems for you and them and just everybody. So Rui is in the right, in your opinion. Yes, 100%. Not so well, not so much. Yeah, I don't think it's terribly bad, but I think that it's not the correct way to do things. Mm -hmm. And after this unusual experience, which I suppose it would be pretty unusual, or at least to me it's unusual, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh. <laughs> don't worry, Sean, you'll always have me. That makes it worse. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> And after this encounter, they agree to go their separate ways and not really talk to each other. Also fine. Um, you know, never meet again. You know, just a, just a one night stand, a fling, a thing. Uh, and and this is where the show really starts because it actually opens up with him having just lost his virginity. Oh, okay. Which is quite the uh, statement for your first episode. Yeah. Because I mean, in most anime, sex is such a taboo topic, especially for uh, anime directed towards a more middle to younger audience, that it's usually usually used for laughs, uh, for fan service, or just avoided altogether as a punchline. All too many times have we seen bland bitch protagonists be like, oh god, I can't actually do that, I have to be respectful and gentlemanly. Mm, yes. 
I think seeing a more awkward human side of sexuality would be nice for a change. It would be really nice. And after this encounter, uh, he now faces a new problem in his life. Any idea what that problem could be? Wait a minute. Is she going to be pregnant? That would actually be really interesting. Is this just Juno the anime? <laughs> <laughs> now who's making dated references? <laughs> Let's face it, Sean. Neither of us have our fingers on the pulse of what is going on right now. Oh, we do. It's just the thing we're touching happens to be dead and long gone for at least a decade. Because didn't Juno come out in like 2006? Something like that. So, okay, so that's not it. So what is the actual issue at hand? That, that would have honestly been a very interesting uh, twist uh, that I would have enjoyed. But no, they were apparently very safe about it from what I could tell. That's good. At least Responsible I sex is important. Yep, don't be silly, wrap your willy. <laughs> Oh, uh, goodness. Uh, he has a new problem. I'm going to tell you right now, Rowington, this is where the controversy comes from. Oh, wait, did he catch an STD? No, wait. Be, be, Again, she, another she really was, interesting thing. But she didn't have any experience, so that can't be it either. Actually, is, actually, that's not entirely true. Well, okay, Rowington. it's not. I, I don't think they would do it that way because I don't think I've ever seen a show where somebody catches an STD from someone who is a virgin, even though technically a virgin can have an STD or even an ill-experienced person, they can have an STD, but... It's never pre presented that way. Yeah, fun fact, uh, over 80% of the American population has herpes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> usually cold sores. Yeah, but that's a type of herpes. It is? Mm -hmm. A fun little fact there for you. So if you're listening to this right now, there's a high likelihood you have herpes. Congratulations. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if, you want, if you want to subscribe to our spinoff podcast, uh, The Herpes Cast, then <laughs> you can learn all about all sorts of herpes. Yeah, don't worry. It'll stick with you. <laughs> All right, so I'm out of guesses. I have no idea what the controversial twist is going to be. Well, the twist is, and I'm going to say this in a rush because you're going to want to stop me. His father ends up remarrying and has a, a pair of two new stepsisters. Unfortunately, they are both his teacher and the girl he banged. Uh, okay, wait, 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 wait. What's up, Rem? All righty, let's unpack the shit out of that. Okay. Okay, so the girl he banged and his teacher are sisters? Yes. Okay, and their mom married his dad. Yep. Okay, here's gonna be an interesting one for you, Sean. What's that? I still think it's okay. I still think it's okay that he banged what is now his stepsister. Really? Yep, I think that is totally, if you bang someone and then they become your stepsister, I don't think that that makes the act terrible. Okay, what if they continue to try to bang each other? I still think that might be okay, depending on how it goes and is presented. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, it, it started beforehand. It's not like it's, ooh, my sister, I want to fuck my family, right? It's, hey, this girl who I want to bang, oh, she just happens to be by circumstance. Now, my stepsister, due to the way that we handle things in society, I, I think that there are many cases where this could be acceptable. Now, I don't know which case this will fall under, but I think that it could be okay. That's very adult and reasonable of you, Remington. I try sometimes. Hmm. I will say this, though. What makes the show a burning pile of dumpster fire is that there starts to become a love triangle three-way between the three of them ah, where fuck. they're fighting for each other's affection. 
and uh, the controversy of dating a sibling and um, the spiciness in between. There's a whole a fellow out there who made a whole video that's just talking about the spiciness of this train wreck of an anime. See, the teacher fucking, in this particular instance, from what I've heard so far, that the teacher interest is far more problematic than just the stepsister interest due to the circumstances. Exactly. Problem is, though, feelings start to get swapped around, and as the show goes on and on, it's more along the lines of what you'd expect from essentially a trashy hentai. Ah, fuck. Like, this, there's a fellow on the internet who goes by Gigguk. He's probably one of the most popular YouTubers in the anime-verse out there. Uh, him and Mother's Basement. I love both their content. Uh, if you haven't watched it, go give it a watch. And they have an analysts on anime that I'll occasionally reference. Go give them a watch. They don't need the help because they're the most popular on the internet, but that's fine. I like talking about them. Uh, talking about... And Gigguk specifically pointed out a fact that I wanted to share with you. This anime follows hentai rules, where it's sexy situation after sexy situation after after sexy situation and the implications and emotional impact that goes with just without any of the sex. I mean, I was really trying my damnedest before this. And it just <laughs> became a lot rougher. Yeah, because there's nothing really original in this show per se, as much as it is the experience of watching all of these over-the-top romance and hentai tropes being smashed together in a show that's more about the emotions and the consequences of the characters. And the controversy from this show is, it's such a dumpster fire, people have a hard time looking away from it and are curious to find out what happens next due to the quote-unquote spice effect. The spice effect. Yes, much like the Spice Girls. This show can have an impact on what you consider to be quality. <laughs> okay, so you know what, John? Our listeners, every time something like this comes up, our listeners are used to me bemoaning it, whining, bitching, complaining, and generally dreading what I'm about to see. But you know what, Sean? Here's what I think. I'm excited. I am excited because I think this is going to be so bad that it's entertaining. I think it's going to be like The Room. I think it's going to be like Forest Fairy 5. I think it's going to be like a Birdemic. It's going to be so over-the-top and atrocious that it actually actually has merit and it can actually be enjoyable to watch. It'll be so bad that it's enjoyable. I'm totally expecting it to be just like a bad movie. Fuck all the people. I'm going to be optimistic. Actually, that's what most people think you're going to feel like. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, most people are on the... Uh thoughts that they wanted to hear a summary from us on what we think of it, obviously, because why else would you listen to it for reasonable and responsible opinions? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, of course not. They wanted to hear what we thought of it and how we would dissect it. Uh, other people think it might just torture you, and some are like, you know what? I'm curious to see what he would say because it's hard to not watch this show, and some people have actually said they like the show, even though it is the burning pile of garbage that you would expect it to be. You know what? I'm going to try my darndest to view View it favorably to get some level of enjoyment, even if it's so bad. I'm going to try and hope that it's going to be so bad that it's actually entertaining. And it may have no merit. It may be utterly awful. But if it does it just right, then there might be something here. 
and that remains to be seen. The hilarious thing is, that video I mentioned where I talk about the hentai comparison was actually in one of the recommendation emails we got. Oh, perfect. They were like, no, 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 this is this is why you need to review this. Look at this video. And it's like, yeah, no, I get it. Trust me, I've seen the video too. It'll be an experience to say the least. And like, I was going to try and come up with some clever way to trick you for this one, but I figured just a minor mislead and talking about controversy would be a bit more interesting for this show. No, I'm prepared, Sean, for the first time ever. I am going in to watching etchy bullshit. Etchy incestual bullshit. Etchy incestuous bullshit with an optimist's mindset. By God, I think on the other side of this, I'm going to have enjoyed this. And I personally, not a big fan, but I can see why people would enjoy watching it. Remington, let's stand the, let's, let's face this trial together. Let's go in. Let's see if we can have some new insights and opinions onto what is the most trashy show to come out this year. Let's go watch Domestic Girlfriend. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming three whole episodes of Domestic Girlfriend. So, Remington, it's a bit of a weird one this time, wouldn't you say? Yup, yup. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how how would you say you're feeling after three <laughs> oh episodes of the slow-moving train wreck that is Domestic Girlfriend? I am alive. You are alive. I'm breathing. Which is a rarity for sometimes. <laughs> yeah, frankly, that doesn't happen very often on the podcast. Especially not when we're covering topics as uh, <laughs> taboo as these two. Yeah, and after part one of this episode, the way that I was going into it, the way that I was framing it, what I was expecting was hopefully it would be so terrible, so catastrophic, that it would be like those so bad it's good, The Room or Birdemic or Sharknado, all of those great, terrible things. And that's that's what I was hoping for, Sean. Oh, and what did you get, Remington? Uh, well, I can very sincerely say that it was not that kind of dumpster fire. It was not like The Room or Birdemic or Sharknado or Forced Very Five, for that matter. And so I was unable to receive that ironic enjoyment from it. Yeah, the weird thing about this show, Remington, is it's weirdly high quality. Yeah, and the thing that surprised me the most, Sean, is I was completely incapable of getting any ironic enjoyment from it. However, I did receive sincere enjoyment from it. Really? Yes, I enjoyed this show Far more than I anticipated, which really threw me for a loop. So, Remington, do you like this show? I think I do so far. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? What? In, in of the strangest turn of events, I don't know what's happened. We're essentially like in in like a new era of Remington. I swear to God, because we we had of course the Umaru Chan episode, and that was fine. And then we had Love Is War, which I should have loved. I should have thought it was incredible. It fit a lot of my criteria, but I didn't really. And then we have this, which on paper I should despise or hate, but I actually enjoyed and thought that it has quite a bit of merit to it. I don't adore it by any means, but I did enjoy it more than most of the anime we've seen. What? I, okay, I, this is a lot 
more dramatic of a turn than I thought this was going to take, Remington. And, and a few people, a few people, because of my previous opinions, they still aren't convinced that I'm being serious. They think I'm going to be pulling like a JoJo that I, I pulled the, the Switch. I started to enjoy it, but then I didn't. No, this one for the three episodes we saw, if anything, the third episode I thought was the strongest and that it was going in an upward direction. That is a very strange and oddly enough predictable reaction, Remington. I'll be honest, I didn't think you were going to outright hate the show because honestly, I don't outright hate it either. Which is absolutely insane because on paper, it is everything that we, especially me, despises. The description is as if you were to hone in on the perfect anime to torture Remington with. And so the fact that it just didn't is very strange on paper. But I think that once you get to the show, to make a comparison to the anime which should not be made comparison to, it seems quite similar to Umaru-chan in the way where if you look for the trash, you will find just trash. But if you're willing to look deeper, then you will find more. Huh. Well, we're going to have to unpack that in just a second. But first, I think we should thank the people who sent this in. We actually had five recommendations for this five. one. Yeah, because quite frankly, Remington, people wanted to know how you would react to it. But more often than not, the emails uh, that were given to me were along the lines of, I don't think he'll enjoy it too terribly much, but God, I want to hear what he thinks about it. Uh, ranging to, this just might straight up torture him all the way to, this is a weird weirdly confident show and I want to see how Remington feels about it. <laughs> All of which are rational thoughts that how I should have responded. Yeah, but there was no outright, oh, I love this show. This is the most deering show that I have seen in a while. Because uh, I'm fairly certain that if you enjoy this show, you are fully aware of how trashy it is. But nonetheless, thank you guys so much. Uh, thanks to KJ, Jackson, uh, Henry, Matthias, Jerry. That's five. I ended it like a, because there's six emails. God damn you, Sean. Leave something for editing. <laughs> nah, fuck it. Oh, uh, what? Nah, fuck you, man. Nah, this is punishment for you making me actually watch that show. <laughs> that's the cut that's going in. Even though you're hearing positive shit from Remington right now? Yeah. The first episode is complete trash. Either way, thank you guys uh, for so much for sending this in. Hopefully this will be what you wanted, because quite frankly, I think it's what I wanted. Uh, but Remington, this is, uh, cause Remington, the weird thing about this show is, is I think it's designed purposefully to make you feel uncomfortable at every, uh, strange turn and cliche plot twist that happens. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I felt like it was similar to Citrus, where initially it looks like all it's going to be is sexy bullshit, and unfortunately, Citrus had too much of the sexy bullshit, and that ultimately diluted the ideas presented, but I think Domestic Girlfriend did a much better job of managing its ideas and its content, and sure, the premise is 100% accurate. You get what you expect, but at the same time, the quality in the writing and the character development, don't get me wrong, it's overdramatic, and obviously there are bits that are over-sexualized, though surprisingly few from what I was initially expecting, but it's just like a really good soap opera thus far. It is the definition of melodrama, which you don't really see very often in anime. Which, granted, I'm not a big melodrama fan, 
again. Like, unless it's taken to the extreme where it's so bad it's great or, you know, it's used in, like, moderation, I'm not usually a big fan, and that's kind of where it's sitting for me. But overall, I'd say this is a pretty confident melodrama. And I think added on to that fact, the, that domestic girlfriend is aware of both what it is as well as it has quality writing, very nuanced characters. You wouldn't expect to have characters with any level of depth with this premise or in this genre, but they are some solid characters built throughout these only three episodes that we've seen. And that does tend to continue throughout the rest of the show, uh, but don't get me wrong, Remington, it gets trashier and trashier as the show goes on. Uh, there's a massive, uh, extreme ramp-up in the drama and trashiness by episode 7. Uh, those of you who've actually watched the show know what I'm talking about, that this is... What? I can't imagine how they fit that all into one episode. That's fine, it's fine, but ha! It still maintained that same quality throughout. Yes, it'll get trashier and trashier as it goes on, but the character development is uh, persists, and you actually kind of get attached to the characters, weirdly enough. And definitely one of my concerns only seeing three episodes is that it will dive right into the trashy or etchy qualities that it could have, because I think that that ultimately is the lesser portion of it, and I think right now it's captured a very strong balance. But the fact that the characters are interesting, nuanced, and the relationships between them are strong, barring one character, at least for the first two episodes, that is. Oh, I wonder who you could possibly be talking about, Remington. Let me say right now, all characters start out pretty solid, except for one that starts out absolutely atrocious, and that is the teacher. The teacher starts out terribly. <laughs> Do you even remember the teacher's name? Hanini? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hanini? Hanini. <laughs> That's Hanini. Is that your own anime waifu OC, Remington? <laughs> uh, I, I take it that I am incorrect. You are very... You're incorrect. I think I know where you went wrong, but you're so goddamn incorrect. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no, no. The older sister and the teacher, her name, it's Hina. Hina! Where you went wrong is you thought uh, Hina-ne, as in One-sama. Okay, okay. I get confused. <laughs> Japanese is weird, okay? I don't claim to be a professional on any of this, but Hina is easily just a mediocre character, especially in the first episode. She gets a little bit better in the second, but it's really the third episode where I think she becomes a very, very interesting character. And in episode three, she is a good character. At that point, she's made the transition, but good God, especially episode one, that just did not show. What, are you saying that it's inappropriate as a teacher to walk around and slap your students' asses? That made me uncomfortable comfortable but even further just the weird flirtation that she had she was like very tropishly dare dare with no personality in weird ways that didn't fit her nor the character in the world she was living in and granted they have reasons for that though i believe it could have been handled differently because as we learn it's sort of a mask that she is putting on and as that's shown more and more it's far more interesting and captivating 
but it was pretty fucking irritating at the very beginning. That, and you have an extreme hatred towards any kind of teacher-student relations. It's completely unacceptable, but I think that comes into another point that I think Domestic Girlfriend does really well. It shows the toxicity of the characters, each of its characters, without trying to glamorize it too much thus far. Now, granted, it's obviously in an elevated manner, and you're in a weird way captivated, captivated by these characters and those toxic qualities and relationships they hold, but nonetheless, it doesn't seem to hide the fact that these people have very toxic qualities, and they are toxic even in the world they're living in. Which is honestly clever, because... I... Don't get me wrong, Rivington. I'm not a big fan of this show, uh, just due to the fact that, of course, melodrama is not usually my thing. But I will say, as far as melodrama and, like, taboo subjects being handled in a mature fashion, it does a pretty decent job. Because every time something, uh, iwi, uh, which is the professional term, <laughs> oh, okay. uh, happens, you're sitting at home going, oh, no, 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 why are you doing this? Why could you, ah, the whole time, uh, and that's the professional way of uh, describing that. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah, by the end of it, you don't feel like the show was trying to glamorize it in such a way that it was a positive thing. It, the show very much knows that just about everything these characters are doing is wrong, even though they seem to have some good intentions behind them. And that was something where we saw that Citrus failed at. Where Citrus had potential, it did seem to glamorize its problems, even though it tried to also acknowledge its problems. It tried to have its cake and eat it too, and it just didn't work. But with Domestic Girlfriend, I think one of the best ways that it shows that these behaviors aren't endorsed even if we as an audience are rooting for these toxic things to happen because it fits with the story or because it's exciting or interesting it shows that these toxic behavior they have consequences when these people make mistakes or when they're indulging in it you'll have other characters call them out but even further you'll see how it affects both them and those around them it feels like they're living within an actual world and like their actions actually matter to those and those around them, which frankly we just don't see enough of, and so the fact that it shows that is such a welcome relief. Ah, which I will say, uh, in defense of Citrus, because we actually have gotten a couple messages about how Citrus can be a really good show, especially in the manga as it goes on. Uh, me, personally, still not a fan. Does a lot <laughs> of things wrong. But uh, Citrus does follow that path as well, in a lot of ways. And I will weirdly say, this episode just continues to get weirder, Citrus is something I can definitely see my mind being changed. However, from what I have seen, my position remains where it's at. Yeah, as it should, quite frankly, because, oh my god, it's trashy. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, Remington, this show does get trashier and trashier and trashier as it goes on. Uh, things ranging from um, voyeuristically staring at one of them while they are, um... Oh, what's the best way to phrase this? Um... Doing the hokey pokey and shaking it all about? Oh, no, 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 no. That's a bit too... That, that's more <laughs> okay. of a group uh, effort. I'm thinking oh, more... <laughs> shaking their magic eight ball. Oh, uh, but of course, of course. <laughs> as it were, and as well as uh, 
just all kinds of strange voyeuristic tendencies, as well as um, stalking someone who might be in an illicit affair, as well as just uh, all kinds of ewy, gross, etchy situations. And I think that ultimately, my biggest concern for the show is how trashy and how much it delves into those soap operatic tendencies. Because what it should do, and what I would hope that it continues to do, regardless of how trashy it may get, is focus on the characters, their development, and their journeys, because it has some of the most interesting characters we have seen, especially in something like this. Yeah, considering uh, all of the trashy, trashy sister-fucking anime we've um, delved into, don't get me wrong, this, I was about to say this shows a much healthier relationship, but that is clearly not true. No, no, it's not that it's <laughs> a healthier relationship by any means. It just doesn't pretend that it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it knows what it is, and it is uh, capitalizing on that fact. Like, I honestly appreciate how self-aware this show is and in its self-awareness it's actually made me laugh several times oh yeah there were moments of really great comedy especially the ones that immediately pop into my mind are the skits that they have had they've had two thus far and they were captured very very well it reminds me of my own life with you and me sean because that's shit that we do and not only is that really fun and enjoyable to watch but it also helps build the relationship relationship between characters because so often we're just told these characters like each other but to see them doing something that's playful with one another that helps build it and they don't just do this with the romantic interests they do this with secondary characters as well to help build the relationships there i feel like every single character at least has something and there's still some that i would like to be more developed or some that didn't have their development as quick as i would like but almost every single character in domestic girlfriend i think is a pretty interesting one so far and yeah remington our relationship is almost identical of the relationship between uh, natsuo and fumio <laughs> uh, fumia excuse me uh because that is literally what started this podcast remington <laughs> it's it's very accurate there were there were quite a few moments where either of us were in either role and that was very interesting to see. Not to say that we've had situations where we've been romantically involved with our teachers or sisters or one night stands or anything like that. Don't uh, worry, Sean. I won't tell him about your past if you don't. Uh, <laughs> 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 the only teacher I know personally is you, Remington. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, I think that being able to see ourselves in that dynamic is very interesting. And the fact that I'm going to make a bold claim that is going to frustrate a lot of people. Oh, God. Is this what I think it's going to be? Uh, it's about Rui, who I think we can both agree. Real solid character thus far. Yep. And I think especially because you can see her motivations. It's not just that she is a loner or just that she is in isolation. You can tell that she still cares 
even when she's being quiet and not in the way that it's, oh, I'm being quiet, but here's this very obvious hint audience because you need to see it. They're not afraid to be subtle with Rui's character. And I think that greatly improves yeah, her character. She's a developed kudere is the term for that. And I think that when it comes to the dares, she may be one of the single best of any dare that we have seen at all. Whoa, you're siding with the kudere that is Rui. Yeah, 100%. And I tend to be a dare dare man myself. However, this is one of the few non-Dairy Dairies that I feel like is just a good character because they don't focus on the solely tropish qualities. It's not that, oh, we need to fit the trope. It's that this character has sincere motivation. You can tell how deeply they care, but at the same time, you don't feel like their actions are being forced by anything. You feel like their actions are from who they are. And that's something that's present in all of the different personalities. Like we can go with Natsuo? Yes, Natsuo. Natsuo. Uh, after getting the first name wrong, I'm just really worried about pulling another one of those. Uh, don't worry, you'll probably pull uh, much more as we go on. Oh, yeah. So, Natsuo, one of my initial fears, because this is a micro-harem anime, in a sense. Uh, it is, by definition, a harem anime. I was worried that we would get a bland bitch protagonist, and initially, it seemed like that worry was going to be confirmed, but quite quickly, it proved that no while he is a regular guy he does have a personality he does interact with the world in a unique and specific way and i think that in a lot of ways his personality is what a lot of other type of anime protagonists try to emulate because it's trying to be that casual everyman student right and that can easily become no personality at all but i think they found a really good balance of him not being too special or out there but at the same time still being somebody yeah like he starts off as a bland bitch protagonist oh, let's yeah. be real oh yeah and uh but he quickly becomes a well-written character uh despite the fact that he is the biggest fucking dumbass of the entire series and you're gonna be <laughs> shouting at him the whole goddamn time a la you know mirai niki levels of shouting yep. but at the same time you feel like he's justified in his actions and he has the best intentions most of the time yep but it's still painful to watch at times, which I think is the point. Oh, yeah, and it shows him to be a bit of a horny dumbass straight from the get-go. And the fact that when he makes those horny dumbass decisions, it still doesn't try and take it to 11 thus far. Everything still has had some degree of motivation. And in a weird way, I was surprised by the amount of restraint that it showed. There were still moments that I wasn't a huge fan of, when the teacher comes and slaps the young boy's ass, not really okay. The bath scene, while it may be the best sexualized bath scene we've seen thus far, is still an over-sexualized bath scene, and thus made me feel a bit uncomfortable. And then the whole going in for a non-consensual kiss on a passed out woman is definitely not okay. Uh, however, at the same time, at least they didn't try and present it as okay, so thank God for that. 
Uh, the hilarious thing is, Remington, I might have mentioned this in the first half, but those are all hentai scenarios. Which Wh- is an oof. The hentai in the show, while I think that it has handled it far better than most other fan service in most other shows, because it has been the most relevant, I still think has had a lot of gratuity to it. Oh, and it gets even more gratuitous as the show and the manga goes on. I've only re- read a couple chapters past the anime's ending itself, because I was curious and I've heard some good things, and uh, let's be real, it's the kind of trash that you have a hard time looking away from. Like, no matter what the uh, uh, what kind of person you are when it comes to uh, over-dramatized, uh, sexual-based uh, storylines, it's one of those that kind of sucks you in for some reason. Like, it manages to capture your attention to the point where you're like, well, I have a feeling this is where it's going to go, but is it going to go that way? And I think one of the facts that make it so captivating is the fact that it has strong characters, interesting relationships, relationships the dialogue is well written it's visually nice pretty all of the logistics are there it's op which we have not gotten to but holy cow that's just amazing Dude, the op to this anime was the first thing that uh almost made me sway my opinion completely just because it is a banger man it's so good it's amazing and so i think that ultimately the biggest thing that i think will turn most people off from it that i have seen won't actually be anything in the show I think the biggest turnoff of this anime is its premise, and that's going to get a lot of people who don't want to call it good on principle. And this being said, from what you've said, it gets trashier, gets more fan servicey, and those are going to be oofs as we go along. But especially for the first three episodes, I refuse to label this even as a guilty pleasure. This is just enjoyable. And I think for the first three episodes, while it's certainly flawed in some critical ways, it's pretty solid. Which is is, oddly enough, the vast reaction that this show has gotten from the public. Don't get me wrong, there are going to be people that uh, criticize this to the extreme because of the subject matter. But just because it's a touchy subject matter that is atrocious and uh, uncomfortable and awkward and horrible to, you know, everyday life, the fact that this is being presented to us in a show and as clearly as a negative thing for the most part kind of speaks to its art style and its form. Because honestly, this is a really high-fidelity, well-acted, well-drawn, and well-designed show. Uh, minus the fact that nine times out of ten backgrounds look like they're just smeared with Vaseline, but that's, you know, cutting corners and that's fine. fine <laughs> yeah. that. That's the kind of thing you'll only notice if you pay close attention like I do. Yeah, and I think that in a lot of ways, I can definitely see this having an almost, uh, to use good old literature example, uh, a Lolita example, and I'm speaking in the Russian literature sense here, and I want to make that abundantly clear. You might want to clarify that, because most anime fans, when they think Lolita, they think of tiny girls and maid outfits. I'm not using it in the weeb sense, you fucking weeb. So now that we've made that clear, I'm talking about the novel by Vladimir whatever the fuck his name is. Putin. <laughs> no, it's not Putin. It's not Putin. This episode of Anime Out of Context was sponsored by the Russian government. Vladimir Nabokov is the one. <laughs> Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov, where you have this, this love that definitely is toxic, unhealthy, and bad. 
and all of the readers are very aware of that fact. But nonetheless, the author has an almost twisted way where at times many readers will almost be rooting for this fucked up romance to actually succeed because you see the motivations and you have a human connection. So even though it's obviously terrible, it obviously shouldn't happen and it's going to be unhealthy for all those involved, sometimes you still end up rooting for it on a weird visceral level. And I think that this anime can definitely have that effect because you sort of want these characters to be happy together even though you know that that will not end well under any circumstance. No, it will not. And that is the draw and appeal of the show. But I will say this, Remington. Vladimir Putin is my waifu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to be targeted by Russian assassins any day now. This will be great. <laughs> Yeah, a fun fact, uh, actually, Russia, one of the biggest watchers and listeners to Anime Out of Context, just real big fans up in the Northeast. <laughs> Hilariously, we do have one or two uh, Russian listeners, which... <laughs> this is for you guys! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> We're not allowed to go to Russia anymore, right? <laughs> We're just limiting our options for any global travel that we have. It's fine. It's not like anything bad will happen to us Americans. I, <laughs> I want to say, I love... I'll I love all of our foreign listeners. We make fun of America, hopefully just as much, because let's face it, there's plenty to make fun of here, if uh, not more. I believe the popular phrase is, we hope you find our ignorance charming. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I hope you find our nation as great as it is. God bless America. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> now that I'm thoroughly depressed when we're back on schedule, <laughs> Remington... Domestic girlfriend, there's a... I started this episode of the podcast in a vastly different circumstance than I usually do with this subject matter, and I was hoping you'd understand why after we watched it and after we've discussed it. I decided that we should walk into this one with a bit more of a, uh, a mature understanding of media and literature, as well as, you know, a more reasonable and guided explanation of what this show could be and how it should be handled. That being said, Remington, how trashy is this show? Oh, it's quite trashy. And I want to make the claim right now, if you go in and if you search and focus on the trashy elements, that is what's going to dominate your experience. Because especially on its surface and in a lot of the different details, it's very trashy. It's very soap opera. I mean, you look at the premise and it's still going to fulfill that premise. You need a level of trash for that premise inherently. But if you decide that you're interested in looking deeper or if you go in with an open mind, which somehow I was able to do, then I think that most people would be able to find merit. Now, I also think that most people probably would not like to admit that the show has merit, but I think that ultimately where it stands, it definitely has trashy elements. It definitely has melodramatic elements that don't work, and there are some moments where it just could be better. Certainly, I don't love it by any means, but I think overall, it's a good show. Quite frankly, Remington, that's the most reasonable opinion you've ever had of teacher sister fucking three ways i mean it may be the most moderate opinion i have about it ever i would be very surprised if something got back in the good category with also having sister fucking and teacher fucking two things which i am expressly against uh, simultaneously in fact yeah it's it's rough it's it's a definitely an oof on paper so it's been a weird weird couple weeks for me is what i'm saying sean i should have loved <laughs> 
last week, and I should have hated this week, and I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't think any of us do at this point, Remington, but I believe that's the beauty of it. We have sifted through the massive pile of shit, and we have found some bits of gold, some bits of caviar, some nice things within the shit, as you so often like to compare anime <laughs> to. Which, come on, man. Can't you be a bit more colorful in your comparisons? Hey, I didn't make it this time. <laughs> <laughs> but my final question for you, Remington, is do you think this is ultimately a good show with heavy trash? Or do you think it's a trashy show with a lot of good moments and potential? And I think that is a very good distinction to make. And ultimately where I fall on it is thus far, it looks to be a good show with quite a bit of trash. And whether or not you can uh, tolerate the trash as most anime fans can, maybe give it a watch, see what you think of it. Don't get me wrong, you'll feel ewy, gross, and dirty afterwards, unless you're into that, in which case, go you, I guess. I mean, I suppose if you're watching it for the sexy elements, I suppose it might be good, but frankly, there'd be better things. Just out watch there hentai. For you. Yeah, there are just so many better options. Like, I do not think that there was enough to stimulate or titillate in this one, if that's your goal. There is later on, and oh, especially in the manga. Oh, uh, fuck. Believe it or not, Remington, there's actually these things called 0.5 chapters. I don't. <laughs> well, I, this is going to be the Sword Art Online bullshit. Uh, oh. Actually, you're 100% correct. Oh, God. Okay, if you want to know more about that, go listen to our Sword Art Online episode. I don't want to go over it again. It does not move along the plot, but it's there if you want it. I don't. Well, <laughs> I never do. Some people do. <laughs> and with that being said, Remington, do you want to go watch some more Domestic Girlfriend with me with as bad as the title of that is? I definitely didn't think I was going to be saying this at the start of this, Sean, but I think I would. At least for one or two more episodes. We'll see. But until until then, thanks you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed our in-depth discussion on three-way incest. What the fuck just happened with this episode? <laughs> it was so wholesome. I had a feeling it was going to go this way, honestly. <laughs> If you enjoyed our in-depth discussion on three-way incestual student-teacher relationships, then please leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, especially if it's uh, Apple Podcasts, because quite frankly, guys, you guys have been doing awesome with the reviews and the emails. If you were to just take the little extra time out of your day to just drop a review on iTunes itself, we would really appreciate it, and we would love you even more than we already do. Because we know most of you are on Spotify, but we want to try diversifying our mediums. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, or a recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or you can send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and with all due respect, don't fuck your sister. <laughs> <laughs>